Tis the month of St. Patty's Day, and here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter, and right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Um, all right, wage slaves, back to the cubicles. Sherry Studios, it's Bob and Sherry. Welcome on in. You get in here. You get in here with us. It's the Bob and Sherry Show. Yeah. I was talking to the audience. You're already here. I mean, it's it's a given that you're here. Yeah. You should be glad a woman takes orders from you. My God, here you are giving a command and a woman obeyed and you're not more excited. Oh, man. It's well, a new I mean, year, was, Bob. You got to make of, some adjustments. Come it's on. kind of sarcastic, to be honest with you, in your tone, but nonetheless, get in here, folks. You get in here. Um, one of my favorite writers and people of all time is a fellow named Dave Barry. He is a humorist, and for years and years, he was the humorist, and he was uh, syndicated too in the newspaper, the Miami Herald, which is a terrific newspaper, by the way. And so he retired. He wrote books. I, if you have somebody that you need to cheer up, go buy a Dave Barry book. They're hysterical. He has a very distinct style of writing. Anyway, um, they called him back to do a look back on 2023. And I'm just going to read this because he really does sum up 2023. Here we go. Dave Barry. It was a year of reckoning a year in which humanity finally began to understand that it faces an existential threat, a threat unlike any we've ever faced before, a threat that will wreak havoc on our fla- on our fragile planet if we fail to stop it. And it may already be too late. We are referring, of course, to pickleball. Nobody knows <laughs> where it started. Some scientists believe it escaped from a laboratory in China. But wherever its origin, it has been spreading like rancid mayonnaise ever since, to the point where pickleball courts now cover 43% of the continental U.S. landmass, subjecting millions of Americans to the inescapable annoying pop of the plastic ball and the even more annoying sound of boomers in knee braces relentlessly telling you how much fun it is and demanding that you try it. Unfortunately, pickleball wasn't the only threat to emerge in 2023. There was also artificial intelligence, or AI. What is AI? To put it in simple layperson's terms, it is a computer thing that laypersons cannot possibly understand. 
Other examples are Bitcoin and algorithm. Uh, AI does provide some benefits to humanity. It enables college students to produce grammar grammatically correct essays about books they have not personally read. But according to some experts, and if we can't believe some experts, who can we believe? There is the possibility that AI will wipe out all human life. This is what computer professionals call a bug. So um, I, I encourage you go to the Miami Herald and and read the whole thing. It's it's quite lengthy, and it's right on the money too. It is so on the money. Mary and I were out having dinner with a bunch of couples that uh, we recently met, and pickleball was like all they were talking about for the first ten minutes. And I don't play. Karen, Karen right and on, Olivia's grandparents right yeah. in Minneapolis have been playing pickleball for 20 years. They were, I think, the first people to really get into pickleball. Um, and I have no fight with pickle. I don't have time for pickleball, but I got no fight with pickleball. Yeah. I just, I don't have. I don't have time and people get really injured. Like what are they doing in pickleball that it's so aggressive? They're older. Falling down. They're falling, they're falling down. down. That's what they're no. doing. They're older. It's dramatic. They just fall down. <laughs> so if you, if you're taking your, uh, your motor coach out on the road and you're at a uh, Lamar, you're at a campground. Are there pickleball courts now at campgrounds? No, not yet. Not yet. Not of the not of the ones I've been to. They're not really, but that's yeah. coming. It's coming. I, I would think. I would think that. Would well, be if, what happens is they're overtaking the tennis courts. They're yeah. turning all the tennis courts into pickleball. Into pickleball. That makes yeah. sense. That's, in that's some what's ways. happening. Yeah. Listen, I didn't realize this before I left uh, Budweiser last year. We're in a meeting, an administrative meeting, and they're talking about. Anheuser-Busch was going to sponsor professional pickleball. I said, what? I said, ain't they screwed up enough? I mean, why would you go? I mean, yeah, you have doing? a Bud Light. Have a Bud pickleball. Light and play pickleball. Yeah. But that's a big wow. deal. Pickleball's a big yeah. deal. It's, it's got to be. Because Budweiser is yeah. a big company. They're not going to, you know, they throw wouldn't their be money in away it something. If it wasn't. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I've got more ads in the news and more coming up. It's Bob and Sherry. It's the stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, shouldn't do on the regular show. The Oddcast. Oddcast on the free Bob and Sherry app. Nominate a teacher who you think deserves to spend this year's summer vacation relaxing in Florida. Go to BobandSherry.com to nominate them and tell us why. Every week we choose a winner to receive Bob and Sherry swag. And they're nominated for the monthly grand prize from Visit Florida, a three-night vacation for two this summer to Margaritaville Beach Resort, Fort Myers Beach, plus round-trip airfare and vehicle rental. They'll also join Sherry for a live recording of the Bob and Sherry Oddcast. Nominate a teacher at bobandsherry.com. We're not going to get into too many of the details because it's super horrifying. Um, but it looks like all of this careful, head down um, work that Prince Andrew has been doing to get himself reinstated into royal duties and back on the right side of society looks like that's over. The document dump um, in the Jeffrey Epstein case. <sighs> A lot of people came out looking not great, but Prince Andrew was at the top of that heap. 
these, I don't know if you have, have had a chance to read some of these court documents, but pretty graphic descriptions of some of what Prince Andrew is alleged to have done with um, underage uh, girls and at uh, Epstein's Island in the U.S. Virgin Islands. It's so over for him. Any hope he had of the public having a short memory and he'd be back to cutting ribbons, you know, somewhere in, you know, yeah. Cornwall. I think that's right. over. I think mm -hmm. that he is done, done. Now, he did refuse. Char King Charles wanted him out of the royal lodge where he lives. Um, and he, he flatly refused to leave. Like, he just wouldn't go. And so he's still in his house with his ex-wife, Sarah Ferguson. But it's the rumor over. is There's that no they chance. are rekindling no their the, the rumor is they're rekindling their relationship. And I don't know if that's just, you know, uh, fake PR or whatever. Are you, you, you are you sure that uh, I'm not asking to I'm not challenging you, but is that um, public knowledge that he is living with her again? Oh, yeah, they've been living together for a very, very long time. They were living oh. together 10 years ago. Um, and the rumors about that relationship rekindling, that's PR to help clean up his image. I don't think there's yeah. any truth in that. Yeah. I don't. And, so you, and boy, some of what these documents detail that he did. Mm -mm -mm. Um, one of the so-called royal experts in England said that these are the these documents are the final nail in Prince Andrew's reputation coffin. Prince William mm -hmm. will make sure that Andrew never is welcomed back into the royal firm. And then what Andrew has to pray is that no more victims come forward and reveal their identity and take him to court. That And, and he also, another one, Tom Bauer, whose name you might know if you follow the British royal family, he said that the, the thing that's going to happen here is the royal family is going to bury Prince Andrew uh, because he's in denial about how serious these Epstein um, allegations and charges are. And because the royal family has no idea what could come next, um, it has been decided that it is impossible to rehab Prince Andrew and that the best thing that could happen is that he disappeared. That's how serious this is. Disappeared as in... <laughs> Go, go hunt grouse in the world. country or whatever, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Um, so it's, it's more very... than, um, it's more than, um, that one photograph with the 17, then 17 year old young woman, underage oh, far woman. More. There, there's multiple far more. underage girls. It, well, the word orgy is in these documents. Whoa. Um, and then there's another, and this, this is just one of those things where it's like, Prince Andrew, I don't know who or what you are, but you are a person with poor judgment. So apparently there's a TV show in the UK called Spitting Image, or, and it used to be a TV show. I don't think it is anymore. And these incredibly uh, lifelike puppet caricatures would be made of prominent people. Mm -hmm. uh, Prince Andrew is one. And so Prince Andrew had his spinning image puppet. I guess it was given to him by the BBC, right? Mm -hmm. And he put the puppet on his hand and used the puppet of himself to grope the chest of one of these 
victim. Good Lord. While with his other hand, he groped the chest of another and there are photos. There are photos of that? There are photos. So, um, and Hey, Lamar, I'm glad you stayed away from that puppet thing that you started as a kid. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm thinking there's no chance. Puppets are are not going to be good. That was not good for no. puppetry right there. No, not no. Good. Oh, wow. No good. So, in case you were like, I'm, and and by the way, like I'm skimming the very most tasteful top of some of what oh, came boy. out. Hey, He's Bob. done. Bob, Willie talk yeah. wouldn't do anything because it's a B word. <laughs> You can't say a B as a ventriloquist. It's very hard. Yeah, he'd never do it. <laughs> you were clean. And thank God. Yeah, yeah that's that right. clean. That's All right. Morons in the News, straight ahead. It's Bob and Sherry. Morons in the News is sponsored by Every Plate. Skip the grocery store and save money with Every Plate. We never seem to run out. You're both morons. Morons in the news with Bob and Sherry. You just can't exaggerate or lie to the police. They can smell it when you're lying. New Britain, Connecticut, a woman called the police and said, my car is stolen and my child is in the vehicle. My child is in the vehicle. Authorities said it happened in the afternoon in New Britain, Connecticut, Investigation revealed that the car was stolen. However, the complaint fabricated. There was no there was no child in the car. She just wanted faster service from the New Britain Police Department. And as soon as they showed oh, up, they started. Yeah, yeah. They're gonna say, "What's the name of the child? When was the child born? Was child? You got a picture of the child?" And she doesn't have any of that. Her name is Pamela Rodriguez. She is charged with making a false statement. And they're still looking for the car, and she's looking for a day in court. You, you can't fool them. I mean, they see this stuff all the time. Yeah. And the idea of bringing a, you know, the, the possibility of a child into it really makes it icky. Lamar? <clears throat> Louisville, Kentucky. More than two dozen videos have finally been released of former uh, Louisville Metro Police Department officers chucking full drinks at unsuspecting people. Wave News broke the story after learning about an FBI probe into the behavior. It sent two officers to federal prison. Court records Whoa. described how the officers acted. Brian Wilson and Kurt Flynn were on patrol in their unmarked cars. They would find unsuspecting people walking or biking and they would record themselves throwing big gas station sodas or slushies at them before speeding off laughing hysterically. The videos show everything. In video after video, the officers gleefully giggled and laughed when they hit someone and get upset if they miss. One person was knocked down when the drink hit them. Some yelled back, but most didn't have much of a chance. The officers would speed off and roll up their tinted windows. Wilson and Flynn both pleaded guilty in federal court to violating residents' civil rights. Both were given three months' prison time. Flynn mm. has already served his. Wilson is also serving a 30-month sentence for stalking. The unit they were part of was disbanded following a series of scandals. The city is currently negotiating with the Justice Department 
This investigation into the pattern and practices of the LMPD officers abusing people's civil rights. Who knew Metro Police were hiring 14-year-old kids? I didn't know that. <laughs> I, I thought you had to be older than 14. I, That's what I, I was know. thinking. You need That's to hire adults, thinking. okay? If you're going to yeah. carry a gun and have a badge, right. you need to be an adult. Yeah. 14 is too Amen. young. Can't trust too young. This is, this too is young. official. No adults left. There are no grown-ups no. in America. No, I know. We, we yeah, are you're just, right. Mom and dad have left, and we're all just running wild. Let's go to we're today's on moron of the day. This happened in North Carolina. So Latoya Gladney, she's a manager in training at a McDonald's, and um, she called her husband and said, my employees are disrespecting me. So her husband, Dwayne Waden, who is a 57-year-old church pastor, shows up at the McDonald's, but Pastor Waden decides, yeah, I'm not going to be turning the other cheek. Instead, I'm going to snatch up Theodore Garlington, the cook, punch him in the face. (laughs) Then I'm going to wrap my hands around Garlington's neck and try to push his head into the deep fryer. Yes. Pastor Waden, this is this is not WWJD. Um, before the cook could be dipped into the hot oil in the fryer, other McDonald's employees jumped in and pulled the pastor off of the victim. The cook suffered um, a big old contusion to his forehead and right eye and some scratches to his neck and had to go to the hospital. And after the police department interviewed all the witnesses and looked at the store security footage, Pastor Waden was arrested for assault. He's going to court at the end of January. He uh, he is a pastivator of the Elevated Life International Mysteries, where ho- ministries where hope starts and life begins. You know, on the one hand, I appreciate a man who comes to the defense of his queen yes. and these people are disrespecting your wife and that's intolerable. I, I appreciate that. And I see you, Pastor Waden. On the other hand, you cannot put human beings' heads into deep, deep fryers. You, that's just that's a thing you can't do. That would have killed. No that matter guy, how much probably. they disrespect your wife. Yeah. Since he didn't yeah. actually do that, I I, I want to find his GoFundMe page. I want to try to help him out. I, yeah. Can't yeah. have that disrespect. Can't have it. Can't have it. He. Uh, wow. Yeah. Wow. So, um, Crazy. but you know. You know what they say um, at Mickey D's, you know, we'll get that posted up on the Bob and Sherry Facebook. (laughs) We're going to take you down the rabbit hole. It is the first Monday of the new year. Okay. And we know what the first Monday of the first full work week of the new year feels like. We got the January blues coming up for you. Plus comedian Brian McKim and... True crime time with the cocaine cowboy. It's Bob and Sherry. Instant access to the podcast, podcast, fun size, and more with the free Bob and Sherry app. Would everybody like to have more energy as they start the day and head off to work and all the things that we have to do? A little more energy, just really raring to go. I'm going to read an article right now by David Oliver, who is a writer for USA Today. The title is, I took a cold shower every day for a year, and here's what's happening. The cold water hits my face, then my body like, well, cold water. Abrupt, icy, chilling, shocking, and then somehow soothing. Nearly every day for the past year, I took a one-minute cold shower after my morning hot shower. 
I got the idea after editing a piece for USA Today's medical contributor. Multiple research studies show that cold exposure is, quote, a good stressor, a good stressor that floods our brains and bodies with adrenaline and dopamine, increasing our energy and focus and elevating our mood, wrote a doctor, Dr. Michael Dagnalt. The recommendation is generally for a cold plunge pool, but he said a cold shower will work too. But was it a good idea? The truth is the health benefits are still up for debate, like many health and wellness trends. But my habit was really not hurting me in the least. Adrenaline and dopamine to start my day? Sure, I thought. Maybe I'd relax more, breathe more. I'm a journalist. I need to learn about this. Was it actually working or was it all in my head? Likely a mix of both. So it, what this writer is saying is there was a change. He noticed something different. Part of it could have been the uh, hitting of the cold water that it really energized you. And part of it could have been in his head. We only have a moment. Could anybody here do that every day? No. No. Absolutely not. That sounds not. like a Russian prison. I'm freezing right now. <laughs> yeah. It does sound like a Russian prison. I'm freezing prison. right now. No. Yeah. Do you know the cadets at West Point, I don't know if they still do it, used to have to do that every morning? First-year cadets, a cold shower at 5 a.m. That doesn't surprise me. They're at Ooh. West Point. They're oh, tough. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Anyway, there it is. Give it a shot. Maybe it'll work for you. It's Bob and Jerry. We're very excited about Bob and Sherry Premium. There's so much content. You get classic chat room calls, your best of CDs, behind the scene photos and videos, and it only costs $4.99 a month. Go to bobandsherry.com slash premium. Thanks for listening to the Bob and Sherry podcast. Have you checked out our Oddcast podcast? That's where you can find all the stuff we can't do on the radio, including the Talking Lamar podcast. In this episode of Talking Lamar, coming to a theater near you, I'm talking about the new movies that are coming out in 2024. Don't miss it. Bob and Sherry, go. It is the first official full work week of the new year. The first Monday of 2024. And I know it's hard to drag it in, especially if you had to chip snow and ice off your windshield and you're getting beaten in the face by your credit card bills from the holidays. Here's the January blues. Well, I woke up this morning and I fell out of bed with a pain in my stomach and a pain in my head. I woke up with the feeling of impending doom. So I picked up the guitar and a pen this tune. I overdid it over Christmas with the food and the booze. I woke up this morning with the January blues. I said to myself, there'll be changes round here. Put it all the takeaways, stay off the beer. I'm going to the gym, gonna go every day. Learn a new language, run 100K. It'll probably last for a week. The January blues, Jesus, January's bleak. You know it's so damn dark and dreary out there, so I'll be clutter the clutter under the stairs. I'm gonna go through my wardrobe, only keep what I need. Why the hell do I own so much tweed? So I'll go downstairs and put it on the bin, but then. Every single one of my friends Now I never want to socialize ever again I'm gonna stop drinking wine on a school night Unless it's a special occasion Well then I mind Like a birthday 
holiday or a wedding or I'm watching TV. Look, it's January, man. What do you want from me? Reduce my carbon footprint and eat less meat. Give a smoke and drink and sip and glue dairy and weed. Go and donate to charity for the good cause. Visit my granny and say, buzz. I'm gonna be better, gonna make a fresh start. Of who am I kidding? I'm falling apart. Job interviews. He's got the January blues. But I'm a running shoes. He's got the January blues. Maybe visit Syracuse. He's got the January blues. Start some military coups. He's got the January blues. Stop sending those news. He's got the January blues. Eat pop the news. He's got the January blues. This is Huey Lewis in the news. He's got the January blues. Got a unicorn tattoo. He's got the January blues. Wearing blue. He's got the January blues. Stay off the booze. He's got the January blues. Start watching the news. He's got the January there you go. We'll get that posted up. We'll get that posted up on the Bob and Sherry Facebook. Coming up, we have comedian Brian McKim. We've got the yeah. Bob and Sherry box office. This is Bob and Sherry. True. Weird. Stuff. In 1973, Dionisio Yanka arrived at a hospital in a state of total amnesia. He retold his extraordinary experience. Some people would kill for the chance to encounter alien life, but Dionisio only had one wish to forget the events of that fateful night. True. Weird. Stuff. New episodes drop every Friday. Everywhere you get your podcasts. Leave us a talk back. Talk back with the free Bob and Sherry app. If you're just joining us, Sherry uh, just brought in a song uh, with three guys. I think it sounded like three guys harmonizing, playing guitar called the January Blues. And one of the lyrics was, I'm going to go to my closet and get rid of some of my clothes that I never wear. Why do I have so much tweed? I haven't heard the word tweet <laughs> with clothing in a long, long time. I did that. I uh, Several days ago, I did that. I went into my closet and I said, I don't have all that much room in here. It's driving me crazy. And I started to throw away some stuff and not really throw it away. I folded it nicely and I'm going to take it over to uh, a local church bin. And the first thing that I packed in the uh, plastic sack was the Ken and Barbie costume that I wore that just says Ken uh, on the T-shirt with these really crazy, uh, I don't know who in the world would want that in their, uh, in their wardrobe. But anyway, it's going to the church. And the second thing I came up with, and I was kind of sad because people tease me about my having red pants. And I had at one point like two or three different shades of red pants and I, I looked at this one pair, I put them on, and they looked really old-fashioned and a little too baggy and everything. And so my uh, favorite pair of red pants are going to uh, be worn <gasps> by somebody else. Yeah. And now gone. no red oh. pants. No. Now you really. have no. no red pants. I have dark, dark red, but, you know, they look, they're more maroon. And I've got the uh, Nantucket red ones that I've had for years. And they they fit me pretty good, but the red ones I used to wear, like you know, to a Christmas party or something with a blue blazer, they're going bye bye. No. Along, along with several other pieces that, um, you know, I've got a couple of shirts, 
and I don't know if it's uh, global warming or what, but there are a couple of uh, heavyweight shirts. I haven't worn them in like three years. I just, I just haven't worn them. I'm just thinking, man, let somebody else have them. Plus, they're taking up space. They say that. I'm not very good at this because I'm super sentimental. They say that if you haven't worn something in two years, you should right. donate it. Yeah, uh, but I but, I, know, I heard that too, and I and I thought about that. I I hear Lamar laughing, but like my buddy the elf shirt, I only wear it at Christmas time, so it's not like, you know, it's taken up space. I'm not going to give it away. There are things I haven't worn in a really long time that I just love and I don't want to part with. Although, like you, yeah. Bob, over over the break two weeks ago, I bagged up some stuff, and there was this one jacket, and I've had this jacket forever. I had this jacket before I had children and after I had children, well, I had two children and then I had giant boobs that never went away and the jacket just is not going to fit over these, these ladies. And I just kept thinking, well, maybe one day, well, maybe one day, um, I finally accepted that it had to go. And I almost cried. I loved it so much as I folded it up and put it in the bag. I mean, that is just, it's hard to be disciplined. It's so hard. I, I did that with an Acadia Maine T-shirt that was just too small. I don't think I've ever worn it, and it's it has been sitting in my closet since you and I took your girls up there. And uh, I said, you know, somebody else is going to like that. Speaking uh, of uh, uh, things, where I think I just do need to purchase one thing. I bought three pieces of clothing in the last uh, year, year and a half, two shirts and a pair of jeans. I think after everything that I have been eating over the holidays, I need a, a larger bra size myself. I really do. <laughs> I mean, I so I guess you don't want that jacket either. No, I don't. I couldn't. I couldn't uh, squeeze it in. No, that's how, right. how about you, Lamar? Do you ever go through a closet purge like this? Well, I try to. I try to. What I was laughing about a while ago is I'm pretty sure. Carla may have her prom dress from her senior prom still in the car. I mean, she does not give up clothes, does not. She complains that there's nowhere to put anything, but, you know, she doesn't give it up. I have my, my closet is I've got different sections. Okay. I got the, oh my gosh, what am I going to do, Lamar section? And then I've got the, Oh, well, that worked well. I've lost some weight. I'm never going to gain that back again. Well, (laughs) next thing you know, I'm back to the, oh, my God, it's Lamar thing. You know, so I've got different sections. I've got different sections of my success and uh, (laughs) re-heading back. So it's hard for me to throw some stuff out because I'm going to come back to it one day for about three weeks. (laughs) It's not really a closet. It's more like the museum of Lamar's fluctuating yes. body size. Yes. Gotcha. Exactly. Gotcha. exactly. You're not alone. Is, yeah. You're not alone, though. Oh, I can't God. tell you how many times I hit uh, what was a really good weight for me. And I don't know why, but I just hit it. And I, I say to myself, well, this is it. You need to get you need to get pants with uh, smaller waists because, look, you're swimming in these things. And then something oh, happens. God. I don't know what it is. And here it comes again. And the other thing is, we were, uh, where were we? We were at some sort of a party. And uh, I don't know, people were talking about weight. And somebody asked me, well, what do you weigh now? And I said, I am right at about 150. 
And Mary looked at me and later said, I don't like you on that way. I don't like I'm you. sorry, what? party did you go to where somebody were you at the county fair in 1950 somebody asked you how much you weigh they did yeah it, you know people were drinking and what a bad party uh, I, I forget Lamar. what the uh, subject were, were was. they thinking about were they thinking about picking you up is that what it was Is what you, I'm gonna, i think i'm gonna pick you up bob what do you weigh i'm picking you up hang on it was a i'm woman. picking you up no, it was a woman who who asked me that, and Mary was ticked off because I'd gotten down uh, from you know several pounds. Yeah. She said, "No, nah, I, yeah. I don't like you like that. I just don't like that. You, I'm going I'm going to give you some uh, spaghetti with bolognese sauce tonight." I mean, you know, that's not to me. Like, if I'm at a party and people are going, "Hey, how much you weigh? <laughs> who are you, people?" The circumstance it, it wasn't it wasn't offensive. You know, at all. It wasn't offensive <laughs> to me. <laughs> to you. Yeah. Straight ahead, comedian Brian McKim. It's Bob and Sherry. Everyone Needs a Laugh is sponsored by Kohl's. Shop Kohl's and Kohl's.com today. It's time for Everyone Needs a Laugh. Here's comedian Brian McKim. I'm trying to actually stay away, stay off the internet these days. It started to make me angry. I started to get into arguments and fights and such, you know. Now when I feel that anger coming on, I just switch gears. I just, I just try to confuse people. <laughs> you can't be mad when you're confused. One of my favorite things to do is uh, go on uh, Craigslist, that barter section where people trade things. The other day, some guy's on there, he types in, uh, have a large birdcage, what do you have? So I typed in, a large bird. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's not how this works. <laughs> I know. But if I confuse you for just a second, I win. <laughs> and that Facebook, people on Facebook always trying to make themselves seem more important, more complex. Ooh, my relationship? Well, it's complicated. Get out of here, you complicated. I'll give you complicated. I got a twin stepbrother. <laughs> That stops them dead in their tracks, let me tell you. <laughs> Smoke coming out of the keyboard. <clears throat> I think one of the things that's driving people nutty is politics. Myself, I try to stay away from politics lately. I'm going to pay no attention to politics. That's what I said. I'm going to pay attention to things that mean something, that matter, you know. People and... Uh, I think I, I, I thought, I'm, I'm going to get a dog, you know? So I went online, I said, oh, I, I'm thinking of getting a border collie. And somebody types in, you know, only if you can make Mexico pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get away from it. Is that the grocery store? Is that the grocery store? I've done my shop and I'm headed for the self-checkout, you know? And I get there at exactly the same time as this woman. It was a tie, dead tie, dead heat. And uh, she says, uh, she, she was, this lady, she was 100% Native American. I know this because she was wearing a sweatshirt that said, I am 100% Native American. <laughs> so we get there at the same time and she says, oh, go ahead. I said, oh, no, no, go ahead. She says, oh, no, no, you were here first. I said, oh, no, you were here first. She says, are we still talking about the same thing? <laughs> Thank you.
people ask me, are you a glass half full or a glass half empty kind of guy? Well, I'm a comedian, so I'm, I'm, I'm both. I can't risk being either one. Give me an example. At dinner at a Chinese restaurant. After the meal, they gave me a fortune cookie. I crack it open and it says, you will be reunited with an old friend. Well, that's nice. I hope he's alive. <laughs> I'm engaged in a fascinating project right now. I'm, <clears throat> I'm restoring my boyhood home. <clears throat> All right, I'm painting my mother's dining room. <clears throat> Give me another example. Glass half full, glass half empty. I, uh, I grew up in a large uh, Irish Catholic family. Well, large. I, mean, I had two of everything. I had two brothers, two sisters, two parents. There were seven of us. I was the last one on board. I found out once that somebody said to me that I was an accident. So that's a rather harsh way of putting it. I like to think of myself as the fifth of four children. <laughs> that is comedian Brian McKim. You can find his set along with every comedian we've ever featured at B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com. Click the menu tab. Look for Everyone Needs a Laugh. This is Bob and Sherry. Instant access to the podcast, podcast, and fun side. Just download the free Bob and Sherry app. So my wife Mary and her son Hampton were up in New York City for several days. They made an appointment to skate at Rockefeller Center. But it was pouring rain that day. And by the way, it does cost money to skate, and you do not get it back if it's pouring rain. They'll, they'll say, just go ahead out there, one way or the other, you know, you're going to have to pay up. So they were a little disappointed in that, but loved seeing Rockefeller Center. And I found out the tree that we all see every year at one time or another is going to be lit until January 13th the 13th of January, so it stays there and the beauty of it and people enjoy it, especially visitors to the city. And the city needs visitors these days. And then, and I never knew this before, the tree is taken down and taken to a sawmill. It's donated every year to Habitat for Humanity and the Rockefeller Center tree is turned into lumber and will be used to help build homes for families in need somewhere in the United States. Uh, previous trees cool. have, it, cool. I thought it was too. Yeah. Previous trees, <coughs> pardon me, are helping to build homes in Pennsylvania in the past, New York, Connecticut, New Jersey, California, and Mississippi. And if that's not the uh, true spirit of uh, Christmas, I don't know what is. I just love yeah. the idea of that. You know, that tree turning into maybe somebody's floor or, uh, you know, buttresses or whatever they may be using it for. Good for them. Wouldn't you love to know that part of your house came from the Christmas tree? <laughs> Wouldn't that be neat? Absolutely. Yeah, I hope I hope that's passed down with some sort of a, you know, a, a plaque on the house. Habitat for Humanity is such a great thing. They, they do so many great things all over the country. And uh, doing more this year. Thank you, Rockefeller Center. 
This is Bob and Sherry. The Bob and Sherry website. The Oddcast. Contest info. BobandSherry.com. Well, looky here. If we don't have the one and only Tom Papa joining us today. And I want to remind everybody that your new book, your newest book, we're all in this together. So make some room is out there. And Tom, welcome to the show. Happy New Year and all of that. Yeah. Yeah. Happy New Year to you. Where's your head as we roll into a brand new year and you're on the road and talking to people and it's kind of the nature of your comedy that it's just super real and personal and kind of connected to the audience in that moment. So what's on your mind as we kick off this new year? I had this moment this morning where I was got up and did some writing and work and whatever. And then I had to walk the dogs, which I'm never really love. Uh, but I walked out and it had just rained and the sun was out and I'm just staring at this lemon tree. And I was like, why am I, this is so beautiful. Why am I, why do I, why am I, is it just because we've come off the holidays? Like, why am I not feeling that anxious feeling? And I realized I hadn't looked at my phone yet. I forgot my phone at my end table in the bedroom and I hadn't picked it up yet. And it's so sick that every day I wake up and open my phone expecting, looking for and scrolling until I find something to worry about. (laughs) (laughs) And if I just took the dumb dog outside and stared at a lemon tree for a minute, my whole day started off completely differently. Are you in like a mixed marriage where you're looking at your phone and doom scrolling and your wife is looking at lemon trees? Because that's kind of my life. And nothing will harsh the mood more than walking into the living room, looking at your phone and announcing some apocalyptic thing that you just saw on social media or in your newsfeed to someone uh, who's like, oh, a squirrel. <laughs> yeah, I know. I have we, we kind of go back and forth. It's funny. We play that role like one of us will declare like we're you were managing our phones and we're not going to be on as much. And that's great. Like I'll have moments where I'm just not doing it. I'm not going to look at the news. I'm just going to live my life. And then my wife walks into my office and stands there and says, did you hear? (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) Why is Uh, it that nothing good follows that? Nothing good follows that. (laughs) Did you hear? My sister won the lottery. Like ne- nothing ever, ever, ever. I know. I was noticing yesterday that my wife, my wife says the most, my wife calls me from another part of the house and it could be about the most mundane thing or that somebody just died with the same tone. I was in the closet <laughs> yesterday changing and I hear my wife screaming from upstairs, Tom. Tom? Yeah. Where are you? Uh, oh, geez. I'm in the closet getting changed. Okay. Um, uh, can you talk? Oh, geez. I come waddling out. I'm like, oh, who, whose funeral are we going to to start off the year? <laughs> and she said, are you around on the 10th if we want to go have dinner with Kelly? <laughs> <laughs> you know? I don't know if I'm going to be around on the 10th because I might have a heart attack in the next five minutes. <laughs> the adrenaline spike, right? <laughs> like, yeah. There's nothing worse you could hear from your spouse from another room is can you talk right now? I don't want to end without talking a little bit about your latest acting gig where you were working with, I don't know if some folks have heard of your co-stars like Viola Davis, you know? Oh, yeah. 
Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, Jason Bateman. So talk to us a little bit about your acting career and um, getting the call for that movie. Uh, Yeah, acting has always been, you know, when I went to college, I started acting because it was, you know, it was something to do while I was still in school. And I really enjoyed it and I really loved it. And anytime I end up in something, I is it's talk about those moments where you're like, it's almost hilarious. Like I'll see myself in behind the candelabra. There's this one scene where it's me, Dan Aykroyd, Michael Douglas, and Matt Damon. And it's like, well, what, <laughs> which one of these things does not belong? <laughs> like, I, I can only imagine they're thinking like whatever their acting thoughts are. And all I'm thinking in those scenes is I'm in a movie with Matt Damon and Michael Douglas. <laughs> so anytime i get to do it it's it's definitely a treat but a little to be honest a little um side note of of this one the nike movie i got cut out of the movie at the last minute no yes my scene it was me it was me and matt and we had one scene and it was funny but then the way they cut it together it didn't match the storyline anymore and yeah, who, Matt. Who makes the call to tell you that, Tom? How do you find that out? Um, nobody. Um, Matt oh. came to a show of mine in New York when I was doing Town Hall, and he told me backstage. Uh, he he let me know, so I was like, "Well, this is horrible, but it happens. It's you know, it's not the first time, but the good part of it is now there's nothing there's there's nothing wrong with walking around knowing that Matt and Ben owe you one. Well, also as a comedian, <laughs> yeah. no sooner were the words out of his mouth than you were thinking, oh, yeah, I did a movie with Matt Damon and Ben Affleck and got cut out of it. I mean, that's comedy right there all by itself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I got a lot of mileage of it up for my <laughs> on my podcast and radio show. <laughs> if you're lucky, Tom Papa is coming to your town to perform. You can get those dates at TomPapa.com. And you can listen to our whole conversation with Tom on today's episode of the Bob and Sherry Oddcast, everywhere you get your podcasts. This is Bob and Sherry. Bob and Sherry Books, Swag, and the Mother of All Mothers merch. Just hit shop at bobandsherry.com. Do you have sticker shock from an unexpected bill? Go to bobandsherry.com and tell us about a bill you received that shocked you. We're selecting four winners to pay that bill on their behalf. That's B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com. If you are thinking of going to New York City and maybe taking in a show, I know not everybody does that. I haven't been in a few years, but it is exciting. Um, Here are some of the new shows that you might want to consider on The Great White Way. Broadway shows opening this year will feature a mix of new productions and anticipated revivals. The rock musical Tommy by The Who and The Wiz are among the groundbreaking musicals seeing revivals in 2024, along with the period drama Cabaret. Boy, those are all way back in the 1960s originally. There will also be a couple of new jukebox musicals, including the musical comedy The Heart of Rock and Roll, featuring the hits of Huey Lewis and the News. I didn't see that one coming. I did not. I like Huey and all, but I did not see that as a Broadway show. And also... Hell's Kitchen, 
a coming-of-age story that features the songs of the great Alicia Keys. I'd like to see that. A new folk musical based on the hit novel The Outsiders. Who is in that? Was was that um... C. Thomas Howell, Matt That's Dillon, right. Matt Dillon, uh, Patrick yeah. Swayze, all those guys. They they played uh, uh, a gang in Oklahoma, right? And they have to go into hiding. That's going to hit the stage along with a new musical version of the popular novel The Notebook. Huh. A musical version of The Notebook. Wow. It's going to be. Um, a little bit on the melancholy side. <laughs> a little? Think. <laughs> I, think a little I mean, bit. if if <laughs> if you take your wife <laughs> to see The Notebook while you're in New York, the musical The Notebook, where do you go for dinner to get up afterward? The Irish Potato Fathom? <laughs> the Irish Potato <laughs> Famine Museum? <laughs> <laughs> well, didn't I mean, there I, a Nicholas musical, is great, huh? Wasn't there a musical that Sting wrote called "The Last Ship" about like a shipbuilding company in his childhood hometown, and you know they built the last ship and then the town sank into despair? Wasn't that a musical for a minute? <laughs> I missed that on one. Broadway. <laughs> I I just missed it. I'm just, I guess I'm so superficial. The idea of a musical of The Notebook, and I like Nicholas very much. We've had him on the show. I just, I just can't see that. And uh, here's, here's one that is right at Lamar. It's a new musical. It's called Suffs, S-U-F-F-S. And it's a new musical about the 1913 William, uh, women's suffrage movement. It's, pro- <laughs> it's, produced, it's produced by... Malala Yousafzai and uh, Hillary Clinton. So that would be a big night for you and the wife in New York oh, to take her to see Suffs. Do Suffs. not go to the bathroom during the smash hit musical. Don't let her vote. Show yeah. <laughs> that's, that's Actually, Suffs, that could be, you know, I mean, that could be how, depending on how they handle it. That could be kind of if interesting. If you let her right? vote, she'll think she's a person. Don't let her vote. If you let her vote, then she'll want to have a job. Don't you let her vote. Let her vote. It's so good. Yeah. yeah. So there it Keep is. Keep her in the kitchen. Ignore all her bitching. Just don't you let her vote. Oh, Sherry Lynch. Sherry Lynch. Excellent. Round of applause. Just just excellent. Right. Mm. Seriously, seriously, Lamar, would you would you rather go to see the notebook, the musical, or Suffs the musical? Well, I could get both at the notebook. I could get the suffering. <laughs> yeah. And the melancholy at the same time. I'd go to see subs. I think I would go to see subs. The Huey Lewis thing, I mean, it, it just I like Huey Lewis in the news, and they had some really great top 40 hits. I you love know? Huey Lewis. Harder rock and roll. Here's the thing about Huey Lewis. You say what you want, but enough time has passed that if you sat in a theater for a Huey Lewis musical retrospective, you would enjoy it more than you could ever imagine. I you agree. You've forgotten more than you remember about Huey Lewis's hit songs. There were a lot of them. 
And what did Huey Lewis ever do to anybody but try to make them happy? Can you I think know, of a true. single time Huey yeah. Lewis did not hit that stage hoping to make you happy? You know what the thing was about Huey? Uh, great singer, great band. Uh, Max once played a uh, acapella uh, thing from uh, a, ball, a minor league ballpark they, they uh, did the national anthem at. And it was absolutely riveting. The thing about Huey, he did not look like a rock star. He looked like one of your father's friends at the Rotary yeah. Club. A good looking guy. <laughs> Yeah. And he didn't yeah. he didn't act like a rock star. Like he didn't no, sulk he didn't. or brood, you know. He didn't suffer for his art. He was like, I am just a rock star. Like he was so happy <laughs> right. to be a rock right. star. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. So uh make plans and, and don't miss dinner at the Irish I can't I can't I can't get it out. The Irish Potato, potato famine. famine musical. Famine musical. Right. Because there is a musical. No mashed, no fried, no oak rotten. You know, the soil is I, rotten. I'm seeing a second career as a lyricist here. I really am. This is a happy man. It's Bob and Sherry. Can you believe this is sponsored by BritBox? Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. You read it once. I don't believe that. And then you read it again. I can't believe this. It's Bob and Sherry's. I believe this. Can I believe this? It's true crime time. And today it's the true tale of the cocaine cowboy, one of the most ruthless hitmen to ever live. His real name is Jorge Alaya, Ayala, and he was a hitman for Griselda Blanco, who was the cocaine godmother of Miami, Florida. Let me tell you about this guy's life. He was in in some ways like he was born to be the cocaine cowboy hitman. He came from Colombia with his father, just like Griselda Blanco, but he grew up in Chicago. So because he grew up in Chicago, he grew up like an American kid, right? Perfect English, all of the slang, incredibly charming. He really blended in because he looked and sounded just like everybody else in the U.S. But he did not have his father's fundamental decency and work ethic. His dad had come to the U.S. and got a job with General Motors. And so as Jorge grew up, the expectation was is that he would follow in his father's footstep because a job working for GM, that was a really good job. And, you know, you had your shot at the American dream. And so for a little while, Jorge did work at GM under his dad as a mechanic. But it was during this time that it became clear to everyone, including Jorge, that he might have had a job at General Motors, but he had the brain and heart of a criminal. And he had himself a little side hustle going where he was basically running a coyote ring, meaning he was taking tons of money from poor, desperate people, frantic to come to the United States for a better life for themselves and their children. And he would... These are the, you know, you've, you've seen these stories on the news. Yeah, you've seen yeah. some of this in movies. <clears throat> right. These poor people had no idea 
that they were giving their life savings and everything they had to a criminal, basically, mm-hmm. who didn't care if they lived or died. So that's how he started off. And then he went from there to being kind of like um, an enforcer for some Chicago loan sharks. You know, people wouldn't pay their debt and Jorge would go shake them down, intimidate them, try to get the money out of them. And then he met Griselda Blanco and she was a violent psychopath. She was addicted to her own supply. She had a terrible temper. She was considered one of the deadliest people, never mind women, in the illegal Colombian drug trade. But she took one look at Jorge and saw, yeah, this is what I need. He's ruthless. He's cold. He's violent. But he is incredibly charismatic and charming. And he doesn't care about getting his hands dirty. The only thing that Jorge didn't have was a big, deep voice. His nickname was Revierta after a Colombian cartoon character because he had kind of a really high-pitched voice that people mm-hmm. made fun of at their peril because Jorge would kill you just as soon as look at you. So Griselda was not known for being patient or accommodating. You crossed Griselda Blanco and you paid for it. Police estimate that she was behind maybe 250 or more murders. Now I want you to think about that. That is Mm. some kind of violent. So in 19, so Jorge goes to work for Griselda Blanco and now he's earned the nickname because she's the cocaine godmother. He's earned the nickname, the cocaine cowboy. In 1982, she gives him an order. She says, you got to take out Alfredo and Grisel Lorenzo because they got a big old shipment of cocaine, but they didn't pay for it. And he did. He took them out in their home in Miami while their kids watched TV in another room. These are terrible, terrible people. This is not an episode of The Sopranos, okay, where they're like lovable murderers. These are monsters. A little bit after that hit, Griselda Blanco sent Jorge after another cartel enforcer whose name was was Jesus Chucho Castro. And he got himself a little team and they waited. They lay in wait for Chucho. And as Chucho was driving by, they unleashed a hail of bullets and uh, Chucho survived the hit. But Mm. somebody else in the car who was only two years old didn't. And Mm. Griselda was really mad because they had missed getting Chucho. But then Jorge said, but Godmother, we got the son by accident. And she said, oh, well, in that case, we're even. This is how terrible these people are. Like sometimes, listen, listen, sometimes because of like TV and movies and stuff, we forget that these people are monsters. They get glamorized, you know, and and you kind of both sides it like, oh, well, they're bad people, but, you know, they made good spaghetti or whatever. These are terrible, terrible people. Griselda so Blanco sounds like yeah. a Disney villainess. She was, an, she was awful. That, this is just the tip of the iceberg on her. Oh, she's yeah. bad. She's bad. Yeah. We should do a true weird on her, Max. Anyway, the police went after Jorge, the cocaine cowboy, and once they got him into custody and tied him into multiple murders and he was faced with the death penalty, he cut a deal. And he said, spare my life. And I'll give you Griselda. And he did. There's no honor. There's no glory. 
There's nothing no. but psychotic, bloodthirsty, savage, selfish greed with these people. We'll post this up on the Bob and Sherry Facebook for all of our true crime fans who want to dive even deeper. And happy Monday, everybody. <laughs> it's Bob and Sherry. She's done it again. Sherry Lynch named one of the most influential women in radio. It's Bob and Sherry. Sherry. New York City has banned the retail sale of pets in pet stores. You can't sell dogs, you can't sell cats, and you can't sell rabbits. Kathy Hochul signed signed legislation doing that. Goes effective New Year's Day of this year. The goal of the legislation is to end the puppy mill to pet store pipeline and prevent Mm -hmm. animals from being sold by abusive breeders trying to keep up with all kinds of uh, quotas and stuff. Uh, Dogs, cats, and rabbits across New York deserve loving homes and humane treatment, Hochul said. I'm proud to sign this legislation, which will make meaningful steps to cut down on harsh treatment and protect the welfare of animals across the state. According to the governor's press office, many animals sold from these abusive breeders, they have health issues from poor breeding and could cost owners thousands and thousands of dollars in veterinary care. Uh, yeah. The legislation also allows pet stores to charge shelters to rent and use their space to uh, host adoptable pets. I, you know, at first I'm like, wait, but you know what? The whole pet mill thing, it's a problem. Right. It really is no. a problem. Governor's because governors doing the right thing. Yeah, He's doing exactly the right thing. When I she, was looking, she, uh, yeah. when I, she was, I'm sorry. When I was looking for... Uh, to purchase a poodle, we found one at a place and online. And we went, when I walked in the door, I'm looking around and I'm seeing all these dogs and stuff. And I'm like, nope, 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 nope. It wasn't. Is that place right? Just, I just didn't get a yeah. good feeling about it. And yeah. I, we yeah. just said, nope, yeah. nope, we got to go. And there's that stuff goes on all over the country. It and does. if you get a hold of one of those dogs, you are headed for thousands of dollars in vet bills because they've mm-hmm. just not been bred correctly. So yeah. this is one time they've signed something that makes sense. This Amen. is Bob and Sherry. Use the Talk Back, feature Talk Back feature on the free Bob and Sherry app and leave us a message. Over the holidays, a very, very important and heroic woman passed away at the age of 100. Um, I, I'll, I'll tell you what she did with her husband, but first we'll jump ahead here. D-Day, which I guess most people know about, but maybe not everybody, was the day that the Allies invaded Europe to take on the Nazis um, on European soil. So the planning was for months and months. The seas, the uh, weather, it all came into play. And of course, the Nazis were on the hills in Normandy, France, and they were going to try as hard as they could to repel the Americans. And if you've ever seen the opening scene of uh, uh, Saving Private Ryan, you know, at least in this depiction, how horrific it was. So many American men lost their lives and eventually got up that cliff and pushed on and, uh, and beat the Nazis. So we owe this person a lot. Her name is Maureen Sweeney. She's an Irish woman. And her weather forecast changed the course of D-Day. In 1944, Mrs. Sweeney and her husband, Ted, worked at a Coast Guard and weather station in County Mayo on Ireland's west coast. They were tasked with taking hourly barometer readings night and day, which led up to the Allied invasion of Normandy. 
Their reports contributed to the date of the invasion being pushed back due to a storm. This is what she said. We were told that our reports were the first to show any change coming in for good weather or bad weather. On 3 June, the reading showed a storm approaching from the Atlantic. And of course, you've got these guys on these boats and they're going to be put on smaller craft landing boats and the seas were really rough. They said, the couple said, this is not a good idea. Their success helped pave the way for the defeat of the Nazi regime. There, they went and said, hold off. The weather will improve. They postponed it by one day. And then the Allies hit the beach. And of course, as I said, we lost so many men in that, uh, in that landing. But it was successful. When they saw what was coming weather-wise, the approaching storm from the Atlantic, uh, they, they took their forecast and phoned it into London. And then the observations were passed along to the ships and the uh, people planning the invasion. She uh, was 100 years old, and they said wow. that she passed away peacefully at a nursing home in Belmullet in Ireland. Her husband, Ted, died in 2001, and there will be a uh, formal uh, church remembrance. So that's somebody. I thought I knew all of the main characters in World War II. I have never heard of Maureen Sweeney. And we owe her a lot, don't we? I'm so glad that you shared this story because so many of the people um, who do that kind of job are pivotal yeah. to the, the flow of history, but completely right. unknown and forgotten. Nobody right? knows. That's true. Nobody yeah, knows. that's right. The people who intercepted messages, you know, the Native Americans who were so brilliant. The wind, at, the uh, wind talkers, yeah. The wind yeah. talkers, right? I mean, uh, you, you know their name when they're celebrated for one day, you know. But uh, I, I think, that, I don't know if this is a whole movie, but I think she and her husband could be part of a movie alone in, on this the sea uh, coast of Ireland predicting when all of these GIs are going to attack, not just GIs, but the British soldiers, the Australian soldiers landing in, uh, and, and beating the Nazis. So Mrs. Sweeney, and your name is perfect, Maureen Sweeney of Ireland. Yeah, we, uh, cool. we salute you today. God bless. Yes, this is Bob and Sherry. Instant access to the podcast, podcast and fun side. Just download the free Bob and Sherry app. I know everybody saw on Facebook, or most people did, the meme on there that was an invitation to the Walmart self-checkout Christmas party for all of us that work for no pay at Walmart and check our own self out. And it was it was hilarious. I mean, it's it got it went viral. It got ton of uh, ton of hits, and everybody was all excited about it. Walmart actually reached out to the guy that made the meme, and they got the joke, and they thought it was funny. But they suggested that maybe he should do something with it and turn it into a positive as a fundraiser. And he thought, you know what? That's a great idea. So he decided to do that. Now, from what I read, he approached his local Walmart to see if they could, you know, have this as a place to meet. So he didn't know if he was going to have 50 people or 50,000. I mean, you know, it was, he was going to put it on yeah, and have yeah. a meet in the, in the parking lot. Well, right. <clears throat> 
Walmart officially said, we really can't do this because I'm sure in their head, it's Christmas time. This is the biggest shopping time of the year. And if your parking lot is full of people coming to donate toys, it was going to be terrible. What they offered was uh, they would allow people to come in and drop toys off in their, you know, toys for tot box that they have inside. So he decided he didn't want to do that. So we contacted, uh, I think it was the Elks Club or something like that. But the police said, you don't know what you're fixing to unleash. You're not sure, you know, exactly what's going to happen. I mean, is is everybody going to, you know, show up and all of a sudden there's not enough yeah. places to put them, traffic jam, whatever. So right. they went ahead and they set it up to where uh, they had a donation thing on Amazon that they could donate to. Uh, they had uh, where they could collect unwrapped toys. They had donations for the Lacey Food Bank kids, which is a local thing there, and the Lacey Food Bank. Then they had pet food places and blankets and all that kind of stuff. And I I don't see exactly what the uh, return was, but they had over 20,000 people respond. No so kidding. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. That's so it, yeah. I'm not sure exactly. I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking forward. I haven't been able to uh, look up everything to find out exactly uh, what it what it amounted to. But uh, what a great idea! What number one? It was a hilarious meme because right. you know, you know, I hate self checkout, and right. right now, so far, I've been <laughs> able to. Stop Walmart from doing it. I think I've stopped Costco from doing it. <laughs> Target, I, I ain't got back to Target, but it looks like they're having some problems too. So I'm trying to put this down. Max does not agree with me that I am the catalyst <laughs> for this, but I think I am. Uh, I, I think I've started a movement that's going to sweep across the country, and you will no longer have to do your own work for free. Okay, that's just my stance. But, I, I'm behind but, you 100%. I like them getting paid. And, uh, you know, at the supermarket, sometimes if you if you have a bottle of wine or, or a six-pack of beer, now you got to wait to be checked that you are over 21. And, you know, and sometimes they're not there to check you out. Yeah, it is an issue. Yeah. I mean, listen, I'm not against – and there's a lot of people listening. Y'all are pro for that because you're in a hurry and you're pro – going ahead and, and allowing yourself to hurry and get out. God bless you. They ought to have one lane for you people. They really should. They should have one lane right. for you because you're in and out, in and out, in and out. I went to a major retailer the other day, and I'm not going to call the name out. It's a hardware store, <clears throat> sort of a blue background. Anyway, uh, they had six self-checkout lanes with three lanes in each one, and nobody, you, you could not go to a human being. You could not go to. Is that right? Yeah. I've been in that situation. But they had three people over there trying to talk to you about self-checkout. And I'm thinking a couple of y'all could open up a register and we wouldn't have to do all this. I mean, they're like, you know what I'm not, you know what I'm not seeing anymore. I am not seeing in supermarkets, 10 items or less lines to check out. You're right. Where I go. I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that. Because the self-checkout takes care of that. Yeah. You think that's what it is? Absolutely. They don't take care of mine because I don't if, go. If I go in, I just have a few items. I don't want to have to wait in line for a person. I'll just do this. I'll just do the, the self checkout. It's so it's, it's so easy. <sighs> it's not the point of it being easy, Max. 
It's easy it's for the me. right thing. It's, it's the easy right for thing. Me, though. Is that Wasn't it irritating you when you'd be selfish? in? The, wouldn't wouldn't you be irritated? You're in the ten items or less line. You know, you got your seven items, and you're in line, and then you look ahead, and that dude has got like fifteen to eighteen items. Dead to and, me. He is dead to me. Dead to me too. Oh, I, stare, I count my items. I stare at the guy. <laughs> if I have eleven items, I will not get in the ten or less. I will not. I know. Do it. I'm I the same way. Yeah. We are such good people, aren't we? You and me. We are I mean, good we people. Are Bob. Really, we are helping others. Very, we are good people. Very good people. Yeah, that's <laughs> Max right. is hi hatting these people and walking through, and they can't afford yeah. Christmas because well. Max is taking their job because he's using self checkout. But that's okay. But it's so, so easy. You just go there. You hit a couple buttons. You go boop, 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 You know what? You know what? Hey, Bob. Bob. See if you agree yeah. with me, Bob. Sometimes doing the right thing is hard, isn't it, Bob? Sometimes it doing sure the right is. thing is hard, right? You and I understand yeah. that. Yeah. And we it's and hard. don't we feel good afterward? We feel good. We afterward. do. That's we right. do. We do. Uh-huh. And I want to yeah. make sure everybody knows that we're doing the right thing. I yeah. Do. I, I do. wish everybody yeah. felt that way. Uh, it's I Bob know. and Sherry. Now, let's open up the Bob and Sherry. Archive Vault. Talking about regrets this morning. You know, sometimes people have big, big, big picture regrets, like, I should have been a nurse. And other times people have little teeny tiny regrets, but they still kind of have the power to haunt. Hi, Renee. Hello. So what is it that you regret? Well, (laughs) we were trying to help them out. And it's going on a year. And I mean... They're 30 years old. Who were you helping? Okay. Who were you helping? Uh, oh, God, I hope they're not listening. My son-in-law and his wife. Oh. So they live with you? Yes. Where and do they live? It is a two-bedroom house. It is very, very small. And when I say small, it's small. And I mean, I love them. Don't get me wrong. But, I mean, it's time to go. It's time to get out on your own. You're 30 years old. It's time to go on. You're not 10 anymore. What kind of <laughs> what kind of recreation area are y'all sharing? So there's two bedrooms, and what do yeah. you have? Like a living room and then a kitchen? That's it. And That's a bathroom. It. And, a ba- and one bathroom? Yes. Is it, is it that it's just no fun sharing your space, or are they doing something that's really kind of annoying? That's it. There's nowhere to go. You get ill, there's nowhere to go. They don't clean up. They don't help. I mean, it's time to go. How do you um? How do you how do you stay in someone else's house and not like clean up and help? How do you do I that? I don't know. Do, you just time. you just say it's their and, house, and and I'm a guest. I am a guest. But you're not in a guest. House. You're living here. There are people who have always been used to having others do it, and they just sort of expect it. Wow. Hey, there Renee. You go. What what do you do? Like last night, Sherry watched up. Uh, Sherry Watch, Dancing with the Stars. What did y'all do last night? Oh, I go in the bedroom. He watches TV in the living room, and the other one watches TV in their room. It's called, he's he and the other one. He <laughs> and, what a great name for a TV show, he and he the, other, the one. other one. You know what? When you start referring to them as he and the, and the other, other one, one, things are bad. I mean, I talk to people all the time, and they're like, well, they're 30 years old. They need to, you know, get their own place. They're young, you know, blah, 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 blah. Which one is and, he? Is that your uh, husband or is, is your husband the other one? My husband, well, no. No, it's, oh, the other, other one. is the son-in-law. Yeah, oh. he is the husband. <laughs> he is the husband. The other one's the, the wife? No, the, the other. son-in-law. Yeah. The wife is in her room. 
Oh, and yeah. Renee is in her room, mm. and the husband and the son-in-law are in the living room. Oh, yeah. Um, is it kind of awkward because, you know, they're newlyweds and stuff? Is that kind of awkward? I don't know. I mean, for me, it would be. Because, you know, I'd want my own space if I wanted to walk around in the house nude or if I wanted to do whatever, you know. Well, but you've got Don't other walk people. away, Renee. <laughs> <All right. laughs> or, or do, depending on the view. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, you've got four adults in the house and then you got grandchildren in the house and it's just i don't know how about pets anybody have pets yes what do you have um we have a boxer a jack russell uh a pot belly pig um i'm trying to think what else we have we have goats horses how many how many live inside uh two my boxer and my jack russell my pot belly pig used to, but I moved her outside. Huh. Well, I mean, you know, you got a house full of people and animals. That sounds familiar to me. I, yeah. I can't really. I can't yeah, really but you're, say you've got a big else. house. She's got a, like a retirement sort of house, right? You got that part right, like an apartment almost. Yeah. Mm. Uh, what are you going to do, Renee? Like what, what are you going to do? I have no. Why can't you just say it's time? Well, oh, it your husband like doesn't. We have. I have. I keep saying, don't you think it's time? It's time for them, you know. We're older. Uh, well, he's older than I am, but I'm like, we need our space. They need their space. You know what you should and do? You should do what happened to Max when he graduated uh, from high school. What did they give you, Max? They gave me a clock radio so I could get up on time for college, and when I turned 18, they gave me luggage. So I think the message was clear. <laughs> you ought oh, to give that them— doesn't work. That doesn't work with his son. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no. Uh-uh. That does not work. He'd think— I got get luggage— Oh, man, when we go on vacation, do I get to take that, too? No, that doesn't work. Do you hear them, uh, you know what, in the other room? No. No? No, 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 no. They probably do it when I'm not there. (laughs) (sighs) He's in bed asleep right now. He's still sleeping, your son-in-law? Yes. What's she doing? Uh, I think she's at work. I'm not sure. Mm. He's looking smarter by the minute. (laughs) Small oh, house, yeah. two rooms. Uh, and pays then a, no rent, pays no bills. Does pop, nothing, apparently. Pop belly pig and three dogs. Mm-hmm. And the goats. Now available on the Bob and Sherry website, it's the Book of Bob. Sherry has collected Bob's insights, witticisms, and proclamations. And now they're available in a single volume. With pictures. Where do you know what you will and won't do? What do I know what I would do? Because I am I. For an incredibly affordable price. You don't know. Just hit shop at the Bob and Sherry website. I would not have lunch with a stuffed animal and they're staring to a stranger's eyes. B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I dot com. Hit the shop tab at bobandcherry.com. It's the stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, shouldn't do on the regular show. The Oddcast. Oddcast on the free Bob and Cherry app. You know, I've run across some random facts that have some interest, but they're just very random. Uh, we talked okay. about this a few months ago, I think, the whole uh, bed bug thing. Studies have suggested that unmade beds are healthier for us than made beds. Bed I've bugs been saying have a this. harder time. They have a yeah. harder time surviving in messy beds because yeah. the, if you make the bed, it doesn't get completely dry. There's still a little bit of moisture, and that's all they need to right. you know keep uh, keep living. If you leave it wide open, everything gets dry, and the bed bugs they can't hang. They can't they they can't survive. So yeah. I love the idea of not making the bed. I like it. Uh, 
Here's one that you probably already know, maybe. Eating broccoli can make your brain more powerful and sharpen your thinking. I love yes. broccoli, so that works out yeah. good for me. You know, I People don't love who, it, okay. but I, I force myself to eat it because I know it's good for me. It's one of those foods. Yeah, I, I started it off that way. People who eat spicy foods tend to live longer. They did a survey of 500,000 people, and those who ate spicy foods six or seven days a week had 14% lower risk of dying than the people who ate spicy foods less. So spice huh. it up. Spice for, it up. For, yeah. Now, the main rotor, I've always thought this is funny, the main rotor retaining the nut, the, the nut at the very top of the helicopter, it is called the Jesus nut. Because if that fails in the flight, the only thing left for you to do is to pray to Jesus. Because yeah. you're going to die. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so dark. <laughs> you think they could have put two nuts up there, you know? Yeah, you the, would was think. there no, okay. like a okay, backup that, nut? That was dark. Yeah. That was dark. I'm going to yeah. give you something that's very, very sweet. Seahorses are monogamous, and they mate for life. And they hold each other's tails when they travel so they don't drift apart. Oh, that's oh, so, so sweet. sweet. That's sweet. Yeah. You know, that and if really we're not known nice. for nothing else on this show, it's being sweet and not dark. Oh, yeah. There you go. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's right. <laughs> this is Bob and Sherry. Thank you so much for listening to the Bob and Sherry podcast, the Oddcast, and Talking Lamar. We would love it if you would subscribe, rate, and review and maybe share it with a friend on Facebook, Instagram, wherever you go. And thank you again so much for listening. Tis the month of St. Patty's Day. And here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter. And right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire.